are live here on the Yishai Fleischer Show. Shalom and welcome, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're part of it wherever you are. And welcome to Rev. Mike Foyer, who joins us here today. Rev. Mike, shalom and welcome. Shalom, Yishai. It's good to see you. I know it's late night for you, and it's actually kind of late night for me. I'm still tired from Chai Sarah, the big weekend that we just had. I not imagine. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my good my good friend, our good friend Jack, uh, was amongst the thirty thousand guests that were there, and just some people were just, including Jack, were just like, "OMG, this is like a full on, like, uh, a Burning Man festival coupled with Shabbos, coupled with like uh, a city with with meager infrastructure." Coupled with that, like that's being kind, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was just like tense, and but we did have great weather this year. We've had many years where it's like a muddy, where it's a real Woodstock thing, where it's muddy and cold. Let's just but, clarify for the audience that was tense, T E N T. That's right. We not, we had tense. Not that's right. S-E, which it can also be, which thank God I yeah. don't think it was. It, we had some tension. We had some tension, but really uh, really not so much. Uh, we actually had a great time in Hebron, and again, there was, was a lot of guests. We're coming back out of that. Uh, and I want to thank you so much, Rev. Mike, for being with me today. Uh, we're going to talk about today the Torah portion of Toldot, which I have to admit was not always one of my favorite Torah portions. It was just, it wasn't my favorite, but it you has grown. <laughs> but it has but grown, grown on me you. very much. It's grown on me very, very much. And I've actually, uh, I've actually been, th- I've, truthfully, I've been thinking about it all week. I've been thinking about it all week about Toldos and what you could it mean. And the rest e- of Am Yisrael, right? Y- yeah, and even today I got turned on by Noam, Dr. Noam Arnon, who's who's my colleague and one of my mentors, and I got turned on to listening to Rav Amnon Bazak, uh-huh. and I looked him up on YouTube and I found Rav Amnon Bazak together with Rav Meidan, Rabbi Meidan, talking wow. about the Torah portion. Yeah, they were like discussing it. It was really really fun. And and it let me into some stuff that I that I didn't know, and we'll get to it in a second. Oh, I'm excited um, to hear. Yeah, I, I I was surprised, very surprised. And we have with us a uh, Lou, uh, who's uh, the, one of the producers for our live shows. And Lou says, uh, "Shalom, Yisha and Mike, looking and sounding good. Regards from Joe." It's a little joke of ours because one time I got confused between Lou and Joe in my like some kind of visual thing. But also Linda says, "Shalom from New York." Let's 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 bring it up on the screen. Linda says shalom from New York. And Stephen, my good friend, says shalom, rabbis. And Tasha says shalom from Rock Falls, Illinois. And Ray says, hey, guys. Uh, and uh, Sonia says shalom from Florida. And and the reason we're getting so many New York folks is because this is the good time because we're recording late tonight. This is a good time for uh, for the East Coast of the United Coast, States right now. Sure. Yeah. So that's really fun. That's really fun. It's really fun to be with all of you guys. God bless you. And there's more on the way. Uh, so, so, so let's get to Toldos. Toldos has an interesting dichotomy. The interesting dichotomy is between hyper spiritual and hyper physical. Hyper spiritual and hyper physical. Like very spiritual. We're dealing with 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 a. We're dealing first with the couple that is Rivka, Rebecca, and Yitzchak Isaac. And these guys are barren. This couple is barren. Uh, these guys, these these founders, uh, these great these great men and women are are barren. Our holy, our holy ancestors. That's right, our holy ancestors. I I would love, I would love to to meet Yitzchak. You know, I would just love to just wow. I've made, made this room. Right, right, right. That's right. No, but wouldn't you? 
wouldn't you wouldn't you just wouldn't you wouldn't you just what what a gift it would be to to see them to meet them yeah you just wonder you wonder i mean like yeah. on one hand the 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 profundity of his impact and on the other hand i suspect the very sort of like simple reality of his humanity although maybe not so much with Yitzchak as as with other of our holy ancestors since he was really the one who 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 sort of stood to the side of a lot of the gritty realities of uh, of human existence, but we'll get so, to that, I'm sure. So yeah, so so one thing it says it says that 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 Isaac prayed for his wife or in the presence of his wife uh, for a child. <laughs> right. So 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 the Medrash says that they like stood in opposite corners. In this uh, corner, Rivka Batlava. Right. But they were they, they were they were in I would call it harmonic resonance. They were in resonance. They were just they had such a, a like a you ever you ever Bob, do those experiments Bob. when you when you when you when you hit one of the forks and the other fork goes off, you know, and it's the uh, same uh, the concept of sympathetic vibration, I think, is a very important one. Uh, spiritually, and I can say also as an educator and a counselor, you know when you're able to evoke in another person what it is you're experiencing within yourself. And that's one of those important tools of education that that you can really uh, you can really access. So yes, I know exactly what you're speaking about, both in the literal and in the metaphorical sense. So so but this is the first time somebody prays for a child. Other people asked if they would have a child, they spoke to God about it, but praying for and therefore, and then being heard—that that—that's right in the first few sentences of the Torah portion, and right from the get-go, you get a sense like, wow, these people are—they are plugged in. This is these are very very spiritual people. Their their physical reality is um, is is affected affected by uh, their their ability to commune with God. Like that's part of the thing. And later, we'll also see that when it's blessing time. You know, Yitzchak's Isaac's blessings are very powerful. They affect reality as is. Uh, so it's a person that fuses spirituality and physicality. A lot of us, you know, go to synagogue and we do our thing, uh, and then we come out and we do our, the real world thing. And these are these are bifurcated things. They're they're not they're not the, they're not one. But here, right from the get go, you get a sense that Yitzchak is is very very spiritual, spiritually connected. On the other hand, on the other hand. Uh, when it comes time to pick who's the favorite of the parents for Yitzchak, who's who I just described as being very spiritual, he finds solace and favoritism uh, in uh, in Esau or Esav, who has a hunt in his mouth. So Rav Bazak, interestingly enough, uh, together with Rav Maidan, explained that in their their a theory anyway that this house was lacking in food. That there was a there was a there was a shortage in this house. They were kicked out from uh, from Grar, and and there was a famine in the land. There was a shortage until Asav came on the scene, and Asav, this strong man, this hunter, this hunter gatherer, uh, was able to bring food to the, food the household. The yeah, he put the food on the table. Well, listen, I, I mean, you started off with a dichotomy that that I actually don't accept, and yeah. and thank God you brought it back together here, which is that you. You said you felt like there was a dichotomy between the spiritual and the physical. There's these sort of like two tracks. But as you just pointed out in all the examples, it's a false dichotomy. And, and, and the essence of the Torah actually is to teach us that the, the, that the physical is a manifestation of the spiritual. That, that, and, 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 and 
the spiritual cannot come into the world without a physical vehicle for its expression. So when 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 Yitzchak and Rivka are praying, sort of like you know, Nochach Chadetesheni, really sort of one across from the other, what they're attempting to do is to change the world in which we actually live. In the same way, you know, Yitzchak is often presented as this very sort of lofty spiritual character, and you pointed to Esau as this evidence that maybe he's a little bit more grounded. But let's remember, most of the parsha he's digging wells. He's, right. you know, he's planting fields where they get to hundredfold what he estimated it would be. I mean, he's quite focused on making the physical world bloom. He might right. have even been a Zionist. Right. Well, he's 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 a uh, he's a Zionist because we we see that in this very Torah portion, he's kind of not not given the freedom to leave the land of Israel. It's not that he's in jail, but it's like, look, Hidalicha, as Rashi says. Right. It's, 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 it's beneath it's you. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. beneath you it's to like leave the land of Israel. It's not so fit. Right. And, 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 and then I heard uh, Rabbi Shalom point out that like he gets prophecy when he comes back, even from Grar, which is the land of Israel, which is like Gaza, but right. he doesn't get prophecy, prophecy until he comes back to Beersheba. Oh, you're, you're in the real essential Holy Land. Boom. God speaks to you. So he's, he's very connected. And, and Rivka too, a great line about Rivka is it says that Rebecca, when she does finally, after 20 years of marriage, uh, get pregnant, then uh, she, she senses that there are twins in her womb and they are fighting. And she goes to Lidrosh et Hashem to, to ask of God or to demand of God. And but this is this is a great you know a, this, this is a great prophetic lit woman, and she goes to ask like, hey God, what is this thing? Like I want to know. And it's like Lidrosh at Hashem has a has a has a ring to it, which is like I demand to know. Like what's going on here? Yeah, what, 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 yeah, yeah. Lidrosh is a strong word, right? And 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 some of the rabbis say that she went to some of the prophets like Shem. Uh, that were around at the time. I prefer to say no. She went on she a went walk. Straight to God. Yeah, she went. To, yeah, she and she went to, to to a place or something like that, and she was like, "Okay, I'm you know, talk to me. You know, what's what's yeah. going on here?" And in, and indeed, God does talk to her and give her a prophecy, and and God says to her, "Vayom Hashem la." He Hashem tells her, which is we, we didn't see that it's in Sarah's with Sarah. We we didn't see a woman. Demanding of God and God talking to her straight here, Rivka. I mean, it's like God telling Avram to listen to his wife, but yeah, we didn't. Right, yeah. There, there's it's it, there's a level there, but this is a different level. And yeah. the level is there are two nations in your in your stomach, in your womb. Ushne le umim. And two, two peoples, two, two peoples, peoples in your womb, and good. two nations Right. We'll we'll separate out from your innards. Interesting from yeah. your innards. It could have just said, "Hiparedo," uh, but but they're coming from you very much. Is yeah, coming I think from that, within that you. the emphasis there is ent- you're entirely correct. Is that for all of the conflict that we have Adiyomazeh with Esau, we should never forget that we're twins. Right. We came, right. We came from the same source, and 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 that's both the deep challenge we face, and it's also the tikkun that ultimately we are capable of making. Right, and 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 uh, Rabbi Etchelam pointed out, it's like these two will be engaged in, uh, in the life of that. one another. Right, they will be in. They they they, they may chafe and and have issues. And, There's friction yeah. and separate, 
and yet and yet they will they will be engaged with one another. Let's finish that off. That prophecy. How do you like to translate that? Oh wow, that's a really tough um one I would say to say one uh, one nation or one kingdom will be stronger than the other. Mm-hmm. Rashi says but it's it's mid the problem there is the mid. Question is right. is it simply one will be stronger than the other, or right. one will draw its strength from the downfall of the other? Right. So so very, very famous uh, Rashi. They won't be equal in, in greatness. When one goes up, the other one goes down. That's why the om. Right. The omets will come from. Not, you know, not, it's not going to be more stronger. It's going to be strong from. Right. 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 The, the strength will, will, will you, you, you'll, you'll nurture it from the other. You'll, you'll, you'll kind of, it's like, it's like drafting a NASCAR. You know, you're driving right behind the guy and you're getting his speed and boom, you're, you're going to, you're going to fly for it. NASCAR reference. That's got to be. Yeah. Different. NASCAR. Let's go, Brandon. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, and let me just finish that famous Rashi uh, that he says, Meaning to say, this is about a tire, about sore. I will fill out its waste, its destruction. That tire did not become strong or did not get filled out other than the destruction of, of Jerusalem. And, and, and we actually have a, a, an amazing. A case of that, which is the 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 incredible uh, 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 story the of, Colosseum of the, at Rome, the Colosseum versus the Temple. It's exactly what I was going to get to. Nice. You know, the Colosseum. The Colosseum was built from the monies taken from Jerusalem. So, and in both of them, do they have and likely animal sacrifice? Slaves. Right. It, right. That's right. So it's like, well, no. Careful like, in the Colosseum, they had human sacrifice. And, and animals also, you know. Okay, I, it, I know, but, but right. it's important to make that distinction as well. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and this is the critical piece. Mm-hmm. right? The, and, and, and this also, by the way, can be read in a couple of ways, but usually we say that the, the elder will serve the younger. Right. And if you want to talk about the... Uh, you know, you, you love this phrase, narrative warfare, and I have certainly adopted it from you. And I think it's not just a good phrase, but uh, a um, a frame for understanding our reality. But yep. before I heard you say it, for a long time when I was teaching the the history of the Second Temple period, it speak about the birth of Christianity and what I call the hermeneutic battle. Right. right? This battle of who gets to interpret the story of the past in a way in which justifies the present that will get us to the future we want. So who's the elder brother? Yaakov or Esau? Well, it depends on whether you're reading the story here or you think they represent other people later in history. It's, a, it's not simple between us and, and Christianity in particular. This phrase, these three words, Rav, the Rav Yavod Sa'ir, have had perhaps more influence than any other three words in the Bible. Mm. In terms of the actual relationships politically and socially, it's possible. It's interesting you say that. Uh, I uh, I had a, a a very serious 
uh, potential donor tourist in 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 Hebron and Hebron, and and I uh, at the end of the tour, so he's talking to me about like what it's all about, and, and I said to him, let me just tell you what it's really really all about. Really, what it's the fight's all about is who's the chosen son of Abraham. Who's the chosen son of Abraham? And it, that's in Hebron and in Jerusalem. It's who's God's beloved. That's really the the battle. That's really what's happening. And he was like, he had such an aha moment. I'm like, that's what the fight's about. It's not about rights and it's not about you know control of this parcel of land or that. It's about if you control this parcel of land, you are the beloved of Abraham. And 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 if you and if you control the temple mount, you are beloved of God. Which was yeah, therefore be careful not to mistake the symptoms for the cause. Right. Right. Uh, in any case, uh, uh, back to back to the the text uh, is that um, is that Rebecca demands to know, and she gets an answer. But the answer is, in some ways, it's also a riddle, right? It's a prophecy, but it's also a riddle. Sure, it's not, it sounds like a Samson. It can be it can be read in multiple fashions, right? Yeah, is that an interesting thing? You're like you go to God and you say to Him, "All right, give me an answer," you know, and God's like, "Oh, I'll give you my an answer." Good luck. Yeah, my my answer is a riddle, but I I think that we that we in Jewish history know the answer, and we'll see that almost that very same answer in Isaac's blessing to Esav at the end, which is, it the answer is there's a there's a way, but it also depends, and it yeah. depends on on if if the Jewish people are doing their thing and they're following God, then the birthright of of what of of what God wants to achieve in this world will go to Jacob, but if Jacob is not behaving that way, and the world goes in its kind of uh, material and non-godly way, then path. right, then then it's Asav who's on top, and it really depends. Like, and 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 here's and here's what I w- wanted to discuss with you: the Maharal from Prague has got a paradigm where he says, you know, being a Jew, a Jacob, a son of Jacob, it's like being an alien in this world, because he says this world is Asav's world; it's an Asavian cosmos universe okay that's what that's what life is we are an alien in this world bringing in an almost alien like you know vision which which in in ways stands in contrast with this world that's like a that's like a paradigm which shocked me when i when i read it and i learned it um uh as as opposed to the messianic period where like actually that jacobian outlook will become the norm and it'll it'll flip it'll flip on you but like right now it's like it's like no, you're you're actually an alien in this world, and that's what sometimes Jews feel like a little bit. Sometimes when you're you're oh, like yeah. you're like you're like you know it's like it's like pariah. It's like and you talk about it on your on your Jewish story podcast often, which is like the Jews the is the pariah. But on the other hand, according to this prophecy, there's a moment where where the Jewish way, with the spiritual way, where the godly channel through the Jewish people is the norm. So which one is it? And it really depends on how you understand this prophecy. Yeah. Also, by the way, I think that there's a shift, which is even more profound. It's not like, like right now it's Esau's world, and then basically it'll be Jacob's world, but in the same way. It's actually a new world. So I'm 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 wary of this idea that that we will become the norm because I think it fits into a lot of the sort of um, false narratives that they're being thrown at us that were. The Jewish supremacist narrative, right? It's a classic, right? Where we were, were Jews are trying to rule the world. Think about that. Well, right. It's a, right. You know, I, I, I wasn't saying it. It's not. It's not Jewish. It's the. That's. I tried to say the word. The the channel. No, but 
but even but even the Jewish it's almost like nation, it's almost like it's here here's here's my parable you've got a cable system right you got uh, you got cable at home right and it's got a hundred it's got 200 channels 300 channels today right and like one channel and it's all crap it's all bad content for your mind and for your kids but there is one channel let's call it the discovery channel okay Zion. and it's like right and it's like good for you and it's good stuff with good content without garbage and and it's the total minority in in the messianic period you'll be like oh my god discovery channel is exactly what i want right now so my point is is actually in the messianic period there won't be a television anymore meaning i mean i i'm pushing against this idea that what you're going to do basically is just create the new norm or 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 or, or shift the channel that i that, that i think that that the shift is so profound in consciousness that we can't really appreciate. I gotta say that I delved into popular culture recently and went and saw the movie Dune. Yeah, how was that? It was fantastic. Dune, as, Dune as, is making. Dune is. I just to explain to everybody. Dune is an old movie, but it's 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 being brought back here well, to Israeli theaters. It's, it's an a old classic. movie in, in a total fail. It's what it is. is a classic book. It's one of all time greatest science fiction novels ever written. Right, the original. The, the the other four or five that he wrote were okay, but the original. Wait, was so you, a saw, you saw it on IMAX or 4DX? No, I just saw it in a normal theater. We, we whatever. It's a it's a whole story. I was hoping to see it in IMAX. Let it let it just leave. Let's leave it there. But the reason I mention it is because the the, the oh, I messianic, do want to know was it fun or not? It was fantastic. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, I like I I have my you know sort of sort of artistic criticisms of the decisions that the director made. But they were legit decisions, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Not an easy, not an easy. I mean, the book is so thick and it's long and whatever. I don't go there. But but yeah. why do I raise it now? Um, because it's a messianic story. Let's just get that clear. And mm -hmm. um, as as much as it's a story that glorifies, um, let's say, a pseudo Bedouin sort of like desert culture, the Messiah is a Jewish Messiah. Mm. It's a movie once again about a universe. That's waiting for a Jewish Messiah, mm -hmm. literally called. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this. Called the Kvitzat Haderach. They say the, the Kvitzat Haderach. <laughs> right, that, but but it's Kvitzat Haderach, the the one who shortens the way, which they will translate for you to help you out to understand one mm. who shortens the way, right? Mm. But 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 why do I mention? Because there is an understanding. That, and, and I don't want to get into the whole narrative. The whole world has always been worshiping these Jewish messiahs, where they like, the Muslims, the Christians. Like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like Jews are this like tiny minority, and and these major world religions just keep like hopping a Jewish messiah to like throw up mm. there, but but not the Jews. No, no, no. <laughs> right. So anyway, I, that was like my bone to pick with Frank Herbert, not with with the author of the book, not with the director. Very the good. But, well, but so my speaking point of is Jewish that, messiah. Yeah. Wait, hang on. Why am Go I ahead, bringing that up? It's because because it's it's a fundamental shift in consciousness. That's the idea. Right. What is it? Kvita Derek, you, you can't get there from here. You can't get there from here. It's not a changing of the channel, it's not a shifting of the norm. It's something that you cannot imagine. And what God has put us in the world to do is to link between the infinite and finite. And therefore, what it is what we're striving for, we by definition we can't know, which is why it's taking so long to get there. But nonetheless, mm -hmm. I, I just hold out that this is not as much as like loom, you know, and it seems like these are two paradigms and it's for sure that, that there's part of it. But I think that the, that the shift there is so profound that, that it's beyond our imagination. In the same way 
that someone at the height of the agricultural revolution could not imagine the world in which we live. That's right. That's right. Uh, speaking of that, of the Jewish Messiah, there's this lady, uh, some nice lady named Tasha, keeps on talking about uh, the the Christian uh, Messiah on on my comments here, uh, and I I I I don't really appreciate it so much. I really don't want it on my page. This is a Jewish Orthodox Jewish Torah based program and and, uh, and Facebook page and all the the stuff, and I I find it to be uh, understandable that people want to share their religious beliefs. I also find it to be slightly annoying that there's like this great need to like stick in, you know, you know, your, your thing. There's plenty of Christian pages. There's plenty of things like that. This it's is also not- historically inelegant. Let's face it, folks, that we, we have a long, tough history with Christianity. Thank God. I feel like we're entering into a new chapter in that potentially, but um, so, some sense of propriety is. Yeah. And you know, yeah. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't hold out for two thousand years from Christianity in order to, you know, come back to our land and and give and see the, the the rebirth of our nation and 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 to live this 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 great miracle of God's original promises to His people, uh, to to continually be 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 pushed. And my good my good friends, my good Christian friends, uh, who of whom I have quite a few, uh, really uh, give. They don't. They don't do that. They don't proselytize. They. They just. They just. They. 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 They hold their beliefs, which I respect, but they see the light of Israel and they want a part of it. But that's my point about the 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 real new opportunity of relationship that comes with us being back in our land. Right. Is that one of the beauties of the path of the Torah? Is that we've never had a need that the world agree or be like us. We just have a need that people recognize one God. The path they take to get there. That's between you and God. And, and so I ask nicely, and, and I also had to do it less. I know how to do it less nicely, but I ask nicely that this that this page not be taken over by that kind of proselytizing. Uh, it, it, it is it is uh, inappropriate on my page. Uh, and 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 I respect your faiths and your beliefs. But if you're coming to this page, it's in order to hear the Jewish perspective uh, and. And and you are welcome to join or not join, but please do not proselytize uh, Christianity here. Again, I respect it, but it's just not what I'm here to teach, and and I'm not going to let my uh, my page and and my show be a platform uh, uh, for that. And and I have my friend uh, Mark Pickles, uh, who's not Jewish, uh, and and he's with us right now from England, and uh, and and he says, you know, he's writing exactly. Uh, he says uh, exactly. Yishai, not Tasha. He's he's against that, and, and and I'm telling you, I have a lot of Christian. And he's a person of real faith. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and how interesting is it that we're discussing this exactly as we're talking about the tension between Esav uh, and, and Yaakov? And and now now let's get. There's some very very graphic, and I don't mean graphic in some kind of violent way, but very visceral, very visual. Um, uh, uh, stories, narratives in this week's Torah portion, which is told, uh, which is the book of Genesis about chapter 25, the soup, the red soup. Okay. The red soup, uh, that was made now, according which to I noticed, uh, you couldn't avoid ordering at lunch. That's right. We had, you and I, uh, we, we were we at lunch, lunch with our friend Jack and, and I ordered the soup. It was, it was, you, you saw you the connection immediately you had it was to do it. and it was good. And it was really good. And it was a great fish restaurant, by the way, we went to a great fish restaurant called happy fish. Uh, in on Mamilla Strip, and if you've got the I, time and the inclination, that, like calling a fish restaurant a happy fish is kind of bothers me. What, why is that? 
because none of those fish were happy. They were all dead and served up. My fish was extremely happy. <laughs> it was it was thankful that I was eating. Maybe if it was Shabbos. Maybe. <laughs> it was I told you it was like Shabbos. I told you at lunch. I said to you. You tried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in any case, in any case, um, in any case, uh, uh another chidush that I heard from uh, Rabbi at Shalom, he says that the birthright was not sold for the soup. He says, if you read carefully, the birthright was sold for a fair price. The soup being a kind of um, um, the sealing of the deal. Right, sealing right. deal. But it was not that it was exchanged for soup, according to, to that understanding. But in any case, what any case is, comes, uh, hunger plays a role in this week's Torah portion. And Asaph comes from the field and he's hungry. Uh, the word ayef means tired in modern Hebrew, but according to uh, to Rabbi Shalom, it means it means hungry in Torah language, and he and he comes from the field and he's hungry. And and look who's there, exactly Le'et erev after a long day uh, of being in the field, who's exactly there at that very moment cooking up just exactly the kind of soup that like that just talk to the that, senses. That hungry hunter gatherer wants right. Uh, and it was exactly that. It was it was it was Jacob. He knew where to be. And this is the same man that we learned only earlier was this man who's simple or whole or pure or 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 naive. And yet he's not naive at all. He's exactly cooking up the soup exactly at that moment. And and um, and then we have this conversation where Asaph basically says, you know, what do I care? He says, Jacob says to him, sell me your birthright. And Asaph says, well, what do I care about that? That's such an ephemeral concept. Yeah, or right now. Yeah, no, in, in, in this we see how Aesop is, is an extreme expression of the material world. I mean, he's correct. Right now, like what like what on earth? Like wh- why do I care about this potential of I'm I'm hungry, I want, I want right now. Give me the gritty reality of your lentil soup. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and and that's why Rashi brings the Midrash that says, um, actually, it's not the, I'm sorry, I, I, I apologize. This, the, uh, the Torah itself passes judgment. It says, Right. He, he, he disparaged he... this entire idea that the relationship between them, that the potential for divine service, which is rooted in it, that the whole sort of family structure meaning, eh, those are abstractions, right? That's one. That's one way to say it. Another way, maybe a little bit more favorable towards Esav, is to say, uh, and there's another explanation which I saw, which which is, I live a I live a hunter gatherer life. I live a dangerous life. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. Uh, I'm I very well may be dead tomorrow. So this whole thing is moot. Uh, I, I, how do I know? You know what I'm saying? I, 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 it, the one way is to say it is the kind of Greek way, Roman way, which is carpe diem. Look, let's have fun now. I want that soup you know now, and I want pleasure now. YOLO. Uh, YOLO, right? You know YOLO stands for? Uh, we're checking your, your pocket. Uh, I, I know, I know, I know, fear, uh, I know FOMO, uh, fear of missing out, YOLO. Remind me? You only live once. You only live once. You only live once, right? So there's that's one. That's one. Like and and that one is, uh, you know, that we can pass judgment on that, which is like, uh, oh my gosh, like this guy's all about the here and now. It's all about the yeah. pleasure. But another way to to read that, which is less kind of harsh on on Asaf, is like, he's like, look, I'm a I'm a you know I I build skyscrapers, you know, 
and I'm <laughs> I just may fall off. I, I may not be around tomorrow. So considerations of these things. That's that's for people like you, safe people. Okay, Jacob. For me, I don't know, and, and therefore, and therefore, I I'm I'm uh, I live life on the edge. It's a different. It's a different thing. It's it's a different kind of attitude, right? I live life on the edge, and and I may not be here tomorrow. So, so why should I think about these these fancy concepts? I'm a here and now kind of guy. I'm 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 taking care of business. I bring back food to the house. Okay, you get to be thinking about priesthood and and, and chosen nation and all this kind of stuff. But I I gotta make things happen in the real world. That's and, really and, that, that. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, it's an interesting insight you're bringing, and I think it sheds light on. Really, what to me is the most mysterious aspect of the parsha, which is why um, Yitzchak leaned toward Esav rather than Yaakov. I mean, we have a tendency to paint Yitzchak as the sort of ephemeral, ephemeral spiritual creature that it was the Ola Tamima, like the whole offering. He never left the land of Israel, etc. But but let's not forget his experience on the altar left him with one very clear takeaway, as it were, which is that life is fragile. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that if you don't live, if you're not capable, willing and capable of doing what it takes to live, then the story doesn't go on. Right? And, and, and my read of why he leaned toward Aesop is exactly what you were pointing out, which is that Aesop may not have appreciated the sort of depth and profundity of what was at stake. And that's, I think, what happened between he and Yaakov. But he knew how to make it happen. Right. And how and how to make the story go forward. And I think that Yitzchak said, the push comes to shove. If he doesn't understand, his kids will understand, or his kids, kids, kids will understand. But if he doesn't have kids, right, we got nothing. Yeah, he's gonna make it, this guy. He's a survivor. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make right. it. Exactly. Right. So, so I just I want to add in two more wrinkles. One is a wrinkle by Malka Fleischer. Malka I Fleischer. Don't think you I, wanna, so I'm gonna tell you now, yeah. you're a young guy. Oh, don't talk about man. wrinkles. Yeah. yeah another in wrinkle, not yeah. in the same sentence. Another brilliant wisdom from Malka Fleischer Much was better. that right? Is that is that Ace, uh, that Yitzchak Isaac grew up in the the shadow or emulating another older brother half brother oh, which is very physical nature right is which was ishmael that's and good so, cop. right and she's like and she's like and she's like asaph is much more like ishmael a man of the field a, a hunter gatherer yeah. uh, and to, to him he's like oh wow look look there's that kind of guy See, there's that I'm kind a, of guy that I'm a younger for. brother so you're an older brother you can't right. appreciate this i'm a younger brother i think that that's very profound yeah, fun. I was like, I, I now and now a different uh, take from Noam Arnon, who says that Isaac's vision was that really Yitzchak's vision was really like uh, Zvulun and Issachar, that he's got two sons. One is the guy who makes the millions, who's the survivor, who is the successful dude. And the other guy's the spiritual dude. They'll have a deal between one another. So he wants to bless the 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 you know the 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 entrepreneur that guy he wants to bless him with success and he thinks that way they'll rule the the world together through a kind of understanding they won't be separated they'll 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 have they'll they'll have a they'll have a uh, a deal a a, 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 um, a working relationship an arrangement an arrangement that's which, a very interesting which, which is a messianic vision I think it's also a very powerful presentation right. you know. 
but like at the you know at the end of um well i mean it's from i'm, I'm forgetting where in the navimi is from but it becomes in our liturgy at the end of psuki de zimra and so we say right right that 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 um that in the redeemers will sort of rise up in zion and judge asaph I don't see that as a destruction. I see it as a as a reckoning of of powers of kohot. Right. That, that Am Israel, we've never been enough, even just numerically, much less in our sort of inclinations to shape the world physically. That's not our that's, that's not our specialty. Despite the sort of startup nation image, right? It, it irks me that we're, we're supposed to be a spiritual startup nation. We're supposed to be a startup nation of consciousness of 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 the stories that drive the process, not the mechanics that give it form. But you know, when you know, it's know interesting you do, say that your are going to go somewhere. I wish, I wish that you were uh, on a WhatsApp group that I'm on uh, with one of the I'm one of the participants is is Yehuda Cohen, and him and I, him and I clash on these things. That's I say, I say, I'm not sure what the Jewish, um, what exactly we're supposed to bring to this world. I know that we're like a, a, a voice, a consciousness, a, a Jiminy Cricket, if you will, you know, and, and that we're a cha- and that we're a channel of godly thoughts. But it's way, not I don't always think you're exa- allowed to say Jiminy Cricket anymore. I'm sure he's been. Oh, his, is he is he a misogynist? Uh, problematic. Or something? Problematic. I don't know. Oh, he's an Islamophobe. I, I'm sorry. Anyway, it's a racist <laughs> thing. I'm sure. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. He was a great guy. He was he was the conscious of the world. He was a uh, cricket. Great cricket, okay, great cricket. I'm, a, I'm, I was a fan. I, I was like, I always liked Jiminy Cricket. And then when I read that Hitler said that the Jews are the conscience of the world, I was like, yes, it's like well, a Jiminy I mean, Cricket he, he thing. Was, he was just paraphrasing Nietzsche, but <laughs> that's Don't right. We all he do was. That. By the way, I, I just, just, I would love for you to do a show about Nietzsche and Nietzschean, like the the line of Nietzschean thinking. I get quite annoyed when I get like meet Israelis or like, yeah, Nietzsche and stuff like that. I'm just like, what are you thinking? That is just not our thing at all. But okay, I'd love I'd love to hear yeah, I mean you can find by the way in, in in classic Zionism there's a whole like the Toldot of 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 Nietzsche in there. He even pokes up in Rav Cook's thought the the, the as we say. All right, that 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 will Tzarech Iyun, Tzarech Iyun. We'll have to do it on a different show. Um, we have we have we have one more. We have two more sections that we have to get through. Uh, one of them is the section of uh, the wells. The wells. Itzchak digs well, well, the well. wells. What's that? Well, well, well. That's right. He will. He there are three wells, uh, and he digs these wells. And um, the first two wells are, are he, he digs up the wells that the Philistines stopped up. To me, it, it, um, it says, verse, uh, chapter 26, verse uh, uh, 16. Excuse me, 15. It says, V'kol ha-be'orot ha-shechafru avdei aviv, b'yimei Avraham aviv, Satmun plishtim, Sitmun plishtim, v'yimalum afa. All the wells that the servants of his father in the days of his father Abraham uh, dug were stuffed up were filled up by the Philistines they 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 poured dirt into them the torah goes into this extra word it could have just said that he filled them up but they they poured dirt into them it was uh, as though as though they as as though they were thinking like nobody should have this water it's it's, it's some kind of i sometimes see 
Palestinian society today. Uh, and I think to myself, like this, the, what you're doing is like bad for you and it's bad for me and it's bad for our future generations. Uh, poisoning wells is actually very easy these days. Uh, they're always accusing Jews of poisoning wells. But the truth is when you have unbridled trash, that water goes down to the aquifers and, and it becomes poisoned and it's very, very hard to clean. And it's everyone's problem. Right. And I think that, that what you, you're you aware of, that you're not making explicit to people listening, is the, one of the psukim that comes before it, which is line 14. This is the the kanuoto plishti. Right. It's the, 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 it was, it's the jealousy. It's this sense, and, and because when you, like, like who stops up a well? Okay, so right. Rashi brings down, maybe they were worried that, like, you know, sort of like army legions would come and they were going to fight. But that's not what the Torah says. The Torah says, why did they destroy these? Well, well is the ultimate source of life. In in the biblical pastoral society, and not only that, we see repeatedly, especially in the story of Yaakov, just as so we can speak about that in the coming weeks, that a well is also a in sort of an indiscriminate source of life. Like, like once a well exists, everybody can draw from it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. here, they were willing to stop up the well and prevent themselves from benefiting just so long as, yeah, as Yitzhak did not. Why? Because they, right. I mean, they were jealous. Interestingly, interestingly, uh, my mother pointed out to me that she read that uh, they explained why is it that, that in Israel, all the layers of archaeology are on top of one another, while, while in other places... It's not. It's once once a city gets sacked, destroyed, or left, the next city is formed somewhere else. Why is it that here in Israel it's layer after layer after layer? And the answer is actually quite simple: wells. Yeah. Where there's, there's a well water, is. Yeah. Have you read? Right, have it, you read the source? Have you read uh, the, no, the source? No, no, Never I tried. That? No, it was impossible for me to read it. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't okay, get through it. Yeah, it was. Enough. I was just like, should, should I try to read it? It's like I, God bless you, Leon Uris, you know. But I just, I can't, I can't, I couldn't get through that stuff. Profound, I don't know what it was. This is a profound book in that respect because it takes you all the way back to the, if I'm not mistaken, like the Neolithic, and the in the in the sense that's why it's called the source, you know that that in the end of the day, this is life itself, and this is one of the I think one of the most profound elements of the Parsha is that this whole struggle around the wells, which might seem like a little bit strange, it's like, no, it's because in the end of the day, what we're seeing here is that there are those who seek to increase life and those who seek right. to limit it through their control. Yep. And, or, and, or, and, or, or, or there are those creative types who want to ha- see things flourish. And then there is uh, people who are uh, entropic. They they are a source of destruction, yeah. Um, and and that that is something that we see even to this very day. Just to point out some comments very quickly. Uh, speaking of Happy Fish, Lou Weiss loves Happy Fish. Says one of my favorite restaurants at the Mamilla Hotel. I wasn't criticizing. You know, I just don't think the fish were so happy. Uh, they were happy. And then he says, "Where there's a well, there's a way." Oh, that that. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, my good friends the Lopez's say, I think the Medra says that the wells are like three. Yeah, but Tamikdash, three, three temples. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And the third one will stand. And indeed, indeed, actually, I just realized this Shabbos, uh, the great, uh, the, the few cities should be celebrated this Shabbos. One of them is Grar, Gaza. 
The other one is Beersheva, which gets its kind of name, but like with totality, with finality. Well, it's the second um, round of the naming, yeah. Right. Oh, but but you know, but you know, I, it was. Exp- uh, I heard uh, Ravet Shalom explain that. Uh, this is just in parentheses. Okay, this is just between me and you here for a second. He explains. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you get it, get it. You don't. You don't. He says. He says that 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 Avraham uh, with the Philistines. He they asked him for a shvua, which is just an oath, but he gave them a brit, which is a covenant. And Yitzchak, they came to him asking for a covenant. He's like, no, and he only gave them a shvua. He's not. He fixed something that his dad kind of overdid, and, and uh, gave a covenant to the to the people of the land. So he he wasn't going to do it. Uh, but in any case, and so therefore, when Beersheva is given the name here, it says Adayom This one was the when when it took when it really took the name Beersheva. And the other one is the the city of Rechovot, which my yeah. sister lives in, which my sister, God bless her soul, uh, Racheli Vinik Fleischer uh, lives in uh, uh, with her with her family and her, th- her husband, three kids in Rechovot uh, at at the uh, famous uh, Weizmann uh, Science Center, and. Uh, that was just me getting a little Jewish nachas. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, no, it's okay. You know, do you know about the lady who's sitting in the front row and uh, at the um, at the inauguration of the president of the United States? And she's sitting there beaming and smiling. And she turns to the guy next to her and she says, you see that guy up there? His brother is a doctor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> little Jewish nachas, little Jewish nachas jokes. Uh, in any case, Rehovot gets its name, and that 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 reflects the third temple, uh, and and that's and that, and that's the the life of uh, of of Yitzchak. He uh, he he's out there, as you said, being very physical. He's digging these wells, and then he finds he, he has that year a hundredfold. Me'asharim, me'asharim. Uh, what a great line! And that became later on the name of a neighborhood in Jerusalem, which has actual gates. Now the word shar means right. like fold. Like yeah. Measure. What a great, what a measure. So like a hundred right. measures. So in, in right. proper English be a hundred fold, but yeah. Very good. And, and here in Israel, if you say, if you say, what's the shar, uh, what, what is it? The shar matbeah, like yeah, exchange rate. rate. That's right. Tov, let's get to let's get to the last. I know you're tired. It's time for you to get some rest. Let's get to the last part of me too. Let's get to the last part of the of the Torah portion that we that we have to discuss, which is the the very um, uh, um, challenging section about about uh, getting the blessings from from Yitzchak. Yitzchak's eyes become dim. The rabbis say it was from the tears of the angels that came down. Uh, during the the Akeda, during the binding, they later on made him blind. Uh, it, it, it that that as you said before, that scene of the Akeda is is there at the end of his life as well. It was it was something that totally formed him. Uh, and he tells his brother, as he tells his son, Asav, uh, go go get me some hunt so I could bless you. And Rivka overhears this and she says, "Okay, Yaakov, it's action time. I want it's you time. to go. In, I want you to go into your father's tent." I want you to put on these. Uh, I, I want you. He says. Um, he he says. You know, I can't go to my father's tent and ask for that blessing. And he it's, says, "I'm." Uh, it does seem like a rather sketchy idea, doesn't it? Right. Uh, and she says to him, uh, "Don't worry about it. Your curse is upon me." And she she also puts on him the the clothes of Asav, and she also puts on him these uh, skins, these goat skins, uh, on his neck. 
and on his hands, and he goes in to uh, to to receive that blessing. Rashi says that this happened on Passover, but Midrashim, Mother Midrashim, say when she says, "Bring me two goats." It's reminiscent of Yom Kippur. Yom and Kippur. I like to think of it. I like to think of it as Yom Kippur that moment, which is like Esau. I mean, it, it, it's definitely a sort of a goral, a, a sort of a decisive fate moment. Right. Which, right. Uh, which and where's, hangs. and where's, right. And where's Esau? He's out in the hunt. He's like in Azazel. He's out there doing his thing. In the meantime, the Jewish people sneak in to get the blessing. <laughs> You know, like the, the, there's a there's a very sort of uh, you can call it deep or you can call it problematic layer in this, which is that what role does God want our agency to play in creation? Mm-hmm. I mean, in this Yitzchak at this point, um, sort of lacks agency almost. He's blind. It says it's right. He's he's got his mind is set. His mind is made up. He's a force of nature at this point. He's a channel for a divine blessing. Mm-hmm. Rivka, however, represents that side of their partnership, which has still sees and 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 still is willing to say no, no, no. It's not like everything you know is is muhtab, as our cousins would say. Everything's sort of written and sealed. No, we we have an opportunity here, and she pushes Yaakov into that role, which you know we will play until this day, which is that. Part of what it means to be a Jew is to insist that what is does not define what will be. Sometimes it means, like you were saying earlier, we're the fly in the ointment, we're the counterculture, we're the the piece that doesn't fit, etc. Because we're we're in, as long as the world is ruled by Esau, that's the way it comes to expression. But the redemptive vision, let it soon let me now, is that is that actually the, the world is capable of so much more, mm-hmm. as long as you're willing to take the chance. And reach for it, but 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 with respect to what you're saying right now, the the challenge here is uh, the lie, the deception. That's the big. That's the big. That's the big challenge. Which is Yaakov's, but, but but again, it's it's not like it's a, some some subtle like ooh. Let's see from the from the moment he's born, and they call him Yaakov because he's grabbing onto the heel of his brother, insisting, "No, really, I should have been born first and. And and as Aesop says, like you know, we were like, oh, it's good they called him Yaakov because because Lakov is doesn't not just an a, is a healist means to make the end run around something. Send it to me twice, you know. Um, well, yeah. When he says that though, when he says that in the tent, when he says, oh, he did it to me twice. First time he bought out my birthright. So it's like, wait a minute. Well, that, that's comfort to Yitzchak, but it doesn't. It doesn't. No, but it, it's me. like it's like wait a minute. You didn't come here honestly either. Oh, you sold it fair and square. But I don't want to go there. I want to go. Let's let's go full bore problematic, which is that that, that Yaakov, until he wrestles with the angel and and God, at least a, on a contingent basis, changes his name. Yaakov remains the person for whom the manifest nature of his behavior runs counter to the accepted truth. That is the manifest nature of his behavior. Why? Because whether he's aware of it or not, and why do I say that? Because in this case, it's Rivka, really, who understands the divine truth. That's Remember, mm. Rivka went to God. Don't fail to, to connect these right. two events. She went to God. God said, listen, this is the way it's going to be. Yitzhak didn't go to God and ask. Right. He says, I have two sons. I know exactly which one is, is the important one. Rivka is the one who got the truth that sort of stands above 
the playing field in which Yitzchak has chosen to keep himself. She pushes things forward. And in that, Yaakov represents truth in the definition that truth is, is always adhering to God's intent, whether it is reflected in the manifest existence or not. And that's what it means to be a Jew. We insist on God's truth, whether it is reflective of the manifest existence or not. And so sometimes we look like, I mean, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the the Hasidic Jews walking through New York City, arguably one of the most modern cities in the world, right? In knickers, stockings, and vests from the 18th century Polish attire. What are they doing? Exactly what I just said. In their own way, they're cleaving to a truth which fails to find its expression in the manifest reality around them. And they're in specific, that's what makes them proud. You just went completely dark. I don't know if you're still there. I see that your camera is off. You're muted. And, oh, he's back. Darn, I didn't even get a chance to say anything embarrassing or even slightly sort of like uh, controversial. Oh, look, he's back. He'll never know what I said. No one tell him. Don't, don't tweet I, or... I'm back. I was out for a second there. I had a little extra. It, ha- little- it happens to the best of us sometimes. That's I right. Moments. That's right. So, so the famous line there uh, in this in this awesome scene in this awesome awesome scene, which is which is even 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 if you allow yourself, you can even get scared of it. You can get scared of the scene. It's, um, it's chilling for sure. Right. the 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 famous line is um, is um, that when he says to him. Um, he hears his voice, and he and he says, um, "Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Is it my And he says, "Where is that? What are you? What are you trying to find? Where is it? Where is the line? Hakol Kol Yaakov. That's the the, the uh, line I'm looking for. I'm looking for that line. Where is it? Oh, here it is. So it's uh, chapter twenty-seven, verse." 22 so so he so so yaakov hmm. comes close to him yeah he cl- comes close to isaac and he and he feels him and he says and he says the voice is the voice of jacob but the hands are the hands of asaph right uh and that that is a very uh, I, to me to me actually the way i understand it is that this is the essence of the blessing the essence of a blessing is right here. This line—that's actually the blessing, which is, "You, you have the voice of Jacob, uh, but you have the hands of Asaph." And that's what I've always wanted for you—to be able to have prayer and deep connection and deep thoughts. But I want you to have this worldly hands to be the able to do to make stuff it in this world. In the world. Right. Sure. And 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 so too we learn about it in next week's Torah portion when 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 Jacob has a dream of the ladder and the ladder has its he- head up in heaven but its feet on the ground, and that it's it's the same exact parable which is it's like you have great thoughts but you got to know how to get stuff done in this world. So to me that's the the essential line of this whole thing, which is you know the the voice is the voice of Jacob but the hands are the hands of Asaph, and that's exactly uh, that's exactly what you got to get to in this world. Uh, and then, and then J- Jacob finally receives this blessing, um, 
and he leaves the tent, but he leaves the tent. The blessing that he gets is famously, and I think everybody points out to this, this is not the Abrahamic blessing. The Abrahamic blessing is the blessing of children and, and of and of and of inheriting this land. Here it's 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 more of a blessing of the field, which you one could could understand is the blessing that was meant to be for Asav. Uh, but it, when when he Jacob kind of walks out of the room, Asav comes in. And he figures out that his brothers tricked him. Now this this kind of second time that he, that he that he bested him, and he lets out a great cry, right. a great cry. Rav Mike, Bereshutcha, just one quick thought for you, and you tell me what you think about this. I'm going to surprise you with a thought here. I'm could it could it be that 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 Esav and Yaakov are actually a Gilgul, a reincarnation of Cain and Abel, Cain? Uh, is a man of uh, the field, right? Uh, no, Kain is um, he's, a, uh, he's a farmer. Right, Kain is a farmer. I'm sorry, there's jets flying overhead right now. Sorry, lost my control. Uh, concentration. So you have the you have Kain is the farmer, uh, and Hevel is is the shepherd, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. One is a man of a field, and one is the man of uh, of shepherding. That's exactly like or similar to. Esav and and Yaakov, and um, in 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 that case, what happened was is that Cain, which is this more violent type one, kills Hevel, which is this more simple one. Uh, and here we're going to find out that Cain or or Esav would love to kill Hevel, which is Yaakov, but he's unable to do it. In that first story, what happened was is that Cain killed Hevel, and then the scream came out from the earth. The blood of Hevel screamed out to God. Here, right. Hevel Yaakov escapes the clutches of Asaph, and who ends up screaming, Asaph or Cain? He's the one who lets out the big cry, but it's only fair because this time you didn't get to kill him. Uh, I mean, I, I think that the symmetry there is powerful. It's evocative. Um, I would also point out. I'll just I'll add a layer: is that you know we often point out that the first murder is a is a is a fratricide. Right, right, they, which is very painful. It's like you would think, aside from the technical issue that apparently there was nobody else in existence, but but you would think that the first time somebody killed somebody else, it wouldn't be their brother, right? Although, in all honesty, those of us who have brothers understand <laughs> that, that 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 you know, family fights are always the most vicious. Why did um, God put? Why did God make the world like that? Why 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 well, is there tension like that? Why why, why, why is that? Why is that the there? That are close, because the things that are closest to us are the ones we care about. Mm, mm. Right? It, it, you know, in the same way that, that Jews in general are so fractious, right? Stiff-necked and and uh, and prone to splitting with each other. It's because we care so much about what we believe. Right. We didn't care about what we believe. It's oh, fine. Like, oh, you're do you. That's like, just not the way the Jews in general do things. It's like we're quite committed to what we believe. Um, which has an upside and a downside. But here, what I'm pointing out is that um, in, in many ways, what you're looking at is is an incremental tikkun, like a one-step forward fixing. It's not like Esav and Yaakov are hunky-dory of Miran. They don't kill each other. Mm-hmm. And in that, we see an evolution, a spiritual evolution, that two paths which contradict don't need to negate they can conflict, and there's going to be right. a generational problem. But one doesn't have to kill the other. Instead of a fratricide, we have a difficult story about the birthright and the blessing, and the, but, but they're not killing each other. And, and ultimately, one 
sort of likes to believe that there's a reconciliation which lies ahead, as our sages promise us. And that reconciliation, however, is going to come through a long exile and then trying to come back to the land of Israel. And it is Rivka who tells who tells Jacob, you got to run. You got to run to a different land. You got to run away from your ang- from, the, from your brother's anger for what you did to him. Hey, I thought it was your idea. For what, for what, for what I told you to do. To him. Right. But she says, which is what you did to him. And she says, it's going to be only a few days, just a few days. And, and she's a, she's a prophetess. So when she says that, it's like, it's like, she's a great prophetess. Well, and so I bad. think, right. But I think really, I think, I think what she was really saying to the Jewish people is that when you come back, uh, after two thousand years, it's all it's all going to come right back to us, and and uh, and the Jewish people. It's going to be when when Mashiach comes, when the when the final redemption does come, it'll feel like nothing. It feel like we we just it was just the time of Abraham, and here we are again. Uh, and that's what she signals to him. But she tells him it's time for you to run, and that's exactly where we where we're going to leave it off. Uh, the run, uh, which which makes up uh, a lot of your show, the 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 Jewish Story Podcast, uh, which is the the Jewish the the Jewish history. That starts from this uh, trip, uh, Jacob's trip uh, to Haran, uh, to uh, southern Turkey there, uh, to find yeah, a wife. Our day. That's right, until our very, until our very day. Uh, Rav Mike Foyer, it's been an hour. I want to really thank you. It's late at night here in Eretz Israel. I want to thank you so much for being with me for Parsha Toldot. It is a very powerful Torah portion, and it's got a lot to, to it's got a lot of secrets about about the reality of our life here today. So I want to thank you. I want to urge everybody to check out uh, your web pages. Uh, one is jewishstory.co and ravmikefoyer.com. The Rav Mike, just ravmike.com. That's right. And people can email you how, please? Uh, ravmikefoyer at gmail.com. Simple enough. Simple and awesome. Ravmikefoyer at gmail.com. And that's also for spiritual counseling and, and many good things. Uh, everybody's saying good night. Steve says uh, thank you, uh, Yisha and Mike. Mashiach now coming from Sima. Uh, who also says shalom from Istanbul? That Not is cool. That's the first. That's the first. Might be. That's a first. I and I have been to Istanbul. I was very lucky, to, and I was on the Bosphorus. I did it. I got to be there. That was really neat. Uh, and that's really great. Thank you so much. Allison says uh, really good night. Really good tonight. Thank you both. Uh, boy, everybody's everybody's uh, chiming in right now and says thank you. This was fascinating, interesting, much light. Thank you, Denise or Dennis. I never know the difference. I'm not smart like that. Uh, Sima says, Denise, is that right? Okay, thank you for helping me. <laughs> it's my, it's really me. It's me, not you. Believe me. Uh, Sima says, Noahide here. So, so we have a Noahide in in Istanbul. God wow, bless. that sounds like a song. That's awesome, um, folks. If you want to um, uh, continue to support the show, it's very easy. I actually have a new portal which I recommend, which is called BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash Ishai. It's easy. If you would buy me a cup of coffee, then. Then go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Isha. Is that simple and awesome? Sounds awesome and simple. There you go. Yeah, buy me a coffee slash Isha. It's just that simple. Uh, and it makes all the difference when you support shows like mine and, and Rev Mike Foyer. We're doing our, our best to, to send the light to the world. Uh, and thank you, Hashem, for the opportunity to talk your great Torah. And thank you for letting us scratch just the, the littlest scratch into the secrets of of your uh, mighty wisdom that you brought into the world for us mere humans and, and Jewish people to 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 learn and to share with the world. Rav Mike Foyer, thank you and God bless you. Continued success and continued health. Have a good night. Have a good waking up early. We know that you love to pray early in the morning as as one is supposed to to wake up the sun and to and to praise God 
uh, early in the morning to start the day right. And you're one of our models for that. So thank you very much and, and have a good night. All right. Good night. All right. That's it, folks. So that was Rev Mike Foyer. And uh, just lots of thanks to you guys. There's more comments coming in. Um, that's right. Sima says, thank you, Hashem. And 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 Brian Feinstein says Yitzchak knew he who he was blessing. I am of that opinion as well. And yet the verses make it make it hard. Like like it seems like he did know. I think he did know. And yet the verses make it so it's a little bit hard to to uh, to know exactly. Once again, just let me put up that banner again, which is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. It's just that simple. Uh, to be part of uh, of the effort to, to to spread the light of Torah. God bless you folks from Judea, from the land of Israel, close to Jerusalem and close to Hebron, close to where King David was was born here uh, in Bethlehem. So and where Rachel is buried and where Ruth came to 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 start the Davidic dynasty. God bless you folks all over the world. Lots of love, lots of blessings. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected, and may Hashem be with you in all of your pathways. And shalom. All right, folks, you are listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom and welcome back. And this is just uh, the last minutes here to say thank you so much to all the folks that make the show happen, from Ben Bresky to Tabitha to Moshe Herman to Lou and to Yocheved, who put out the show and help it uh, widely make it widely available. Thank you so much, and thank you so much to Malka Fleischer, who I'm going to bring back to the show next week, and she just helped me set up a new uh, way to to support the show. It's called buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. It's just like if you would bump into me in the street, you'd probably buy me a coffee, so check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. I want to also thank all of our sponsors, including jewishpress.com, uh, that puts out our show every single week. I would sign up for their email, jewishpress.com. It's really worth it. It's a great email. And I want to thank the Land of Israel Network. Uh, Thelandofisraelnetwork.com has great broadcast, great shows. They really put out a wonderful product and many other shows along with mine. And I want to thank the Jewish community of Hebron uh, for being the sponsors of the show and letting me have a, a great job to talk about the forefathers and mothers and talk about uh, rebuilding uh, Jewish life in Judea. What a schut, what a merit. So that's Jewish community of Hebron and Hebron Fund, hebronfund.org. And uh, finally, of course, how could we forget our great sponsor, our beloved uh, Prohibition Pickle? Without Prohibition Pickle, where would Shabbos really be? And that's Prohibition Pickle. Check them out at Instagram and on Facebook. And they're making they're making they're making Shabbos delicious, and uh, they make my life a happier place. So check out Prohibition Pickle. Finally, check out the Torah. Uh, it's awesome uh, for this week. It's an amazing Torah portion, uh, and it's got a lot of secrets to share with us about about the life that we live. So lots of love and lots of blessings. Would love to hear from you myself. If you write me an email, it would be just great. Ishaiishaifleischer.com, uh, and it's just. Um, it's that simple. I, I put out, uh, I'll do a lot of work to communicate with you. You can do just a little bit of work to communicate with me, and it'll give me a lot of joy, and I really appreciate it. So stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected. More great stuff is on the way on this network and Bechlau in this great world that Hashem has given us. God bless you, and Shalom.
Hi, this is Eve Harrow, host of Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. You can hear a new show from me every Sunday and every day of the week. Shows from another one of my very talented fellow show hosts. Reach me, Eve, at thelandofisrael.com. And keep listening, everybody. We love your feedback. The Land of Israel, coming at you every day, every week. That's the Land of Israel Network on thelandofisrael.com.